Recapping day one of the 2024 Senior Bowl, Georgia wide receiver Lad McConkey, one of the biggest money makers of the day. We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, I got to thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. But I got to kick this intro over to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. You talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bengal Tigers. And what, man, the other side to this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football. And what we like to say, man, is that it all starts with the NFL Draft and DP. Man, it starts with the NFL Draft, right? We are at what I would like to say maybe the biggest event right when it comes to the NFL draft, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And what we're setting out to do, what we're going to do on this podcast is tell you who are the biggest money makers, who were the bag fumblers, right? Who potentially lost some money. And then we're going to give you a general overall recap. But hey, before we do that, man, I want to tell you, go ahead and hit the like button. I promise you this is an action-packed show. Make sure you comment after each segment, man. Take that break, comment, and let us know how you feel. And if you're not subscribed to this channel, subscribe to the hottest NFL draft content so you can get this each and every single day. But DP, before we get that started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft has been brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Keith, you know everybody like says winners and losers. And it's kind of that's a little boring to me. I said, you know what? Money makers and bag fumblers. And Keith, there's a lot of guys between the two practices, but I think I want to start with what we talked about uh, in the intro, right? Lad McConkie. You talk about a bag, like a bag of routes, releases, footwork, change of direction. He just made, like he was arguing, not even arguing, he was the best receiver of the day complete between the two practices. Man-to-man coverage, lined up in the slot, Lined up out wide, one-on-ones. It didn't really matter. They couldn't cover Lad. He just knew how to get open and get open quickly. He put sauce on the top of his routes. He was really, I think he he came out here with a with a point to prove. Like he wanted to make him some money. He wanted to go ahead and let me get, put add a couple extra zeros on that rookie check by let's put myself at the top of that second round. Maybe the back end of the first. We got two more practices this week, but if he's able to repeat this type of success Keith like because it's not just a you know we can't use the you know it's called spade the spade the white receiver the white receiver comp like this this is an athlete like he's fast he's got quick feet he's dynamic in short area his short area quickness and burst is legit this guy made him some money today yeah, no, I agree 100%. And DP, this is the thing, man. I, I think that we'll see over the week is, is 
he'll earn the defensive backs respect right i think day one everybody's a little bit eager they want to hop up there right but then when the defensive backs are watching you um cook another defensive back they're a little bit more hesitant to jump up there and say hey we're ready to cover him dp the one thing i would like to see is him work on the outside just a little more just and not that i'm going to be critical of him right i, I don't listen I, I think he can ball out uh but just to see if he can do it right because we talked about you know just even in the pre-shows leading up to the senior bowl was that hey can this guy play some z you know will he play some slot can you you know do a lot of different motion type situations with him put him in stack set stack sets i'm sorry and bunch sets so i'm, I'm excited with lad mcconkey but i want to talk about a money maker dp and listen when, when, when you're this big man you need to make some money right and that is tyler guyton mr six seven three hundred and thirty pounds himself listen when when you watch the film that's one process right and you say hey this guy has a lot of physical tools right the second step is okay the measurables are six seven three hundred thirty pounds now what we was able to get dp was the eye test right the eye test and you're up close and personal um and i put a couple of clips up there on twitter because I, I wanted obviously our locked on nfl draft our community right our everydayers um to kind of see what he offers and this is a guy dp uh, that at six seven he moves so smoothly like he, he's just a yeah. smooth mover and i think stock is all the way up I'm, I'm i'm willing to push his draft grade his draft stock into the top 15 ish i think he can make a run with those top premier tackles because we know that the nfl loves tools 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 he has the film to back it up he has the size to back it up and then lastly to top it off with tyler guyton is that he appeared to be a very coachable prospect no 100 like not only that he brought energy right like there was a there was a moment where he was supposed to face alabama's chris braswell in one-on-ones and um and what they ended up happening, what ended up happening was they blew the uh, the period dead. They was trying to switch over uh, to to a different period, and he's like, he, he's he's arguing like, no, I want that one on one. Like we want that, right? And then they finally, you know, got a chance to 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 go one on one. You know, he daps up, you know, Chris Braswell uh, before the rep, and he he ends up winning the rep, right? But not only that, he sprung a, a big run from his running back with a great seal and wash down block. And then he like, after seeing turning around and seeing where his running back was, how far he was downfield, he's running down the field, yelling, screaming like that and celebrating for his teammate, but it's just that energy. And you said he moves so smooth. He's guys, he played right tackle, but he's a, but he has everything for a left tackle. I want to ask you that though, but do you even worry about moving him to left tackle? And just because I'm, I'm about to present a situation, Lane Johnson, Right. And, and nobody when Lane Johnson finishes his career as a Philadelphia Eagle. Right. Nobody's going to say, man, I wish he played left tackle. Right. You're going to say now this is just one of the best right tackles in, in NFL history. So I just wanted to ask you that question is that with his draft, if, if he if, if someone's going to tell you and let's throw out the Lane Johnson situation. I know I just presented that, but I, I want to ask you without the context of saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Right. But just the context of if this guy you're, you're in a draft meeting, he says, hey, look, I'm a right tackle only. I want to play right tackle in the NFL. Will that affect the draft stock any for you or your willingness to draft him that high? No, it won't change my it won't affect it for me because I know that how how important right tackles is, still are in today's NFL. You know what I mean? We're watching a team in the Super Bowl in the next week and a half or so, the San Francisco 49ers. They have two two guys that can collapse the pocket, Nick Bosa and Chase Young. You need to have a right tackle. So I know it wouldn't change my uh it wouldn't impact me at all would it impact his draft stock like yeah if teams need a left tackle and he's like no nah, i'm only a right they're gonna pass up on them right so i think that's how it could affect him but i think this kid can play either position and do it well at a high level
Yeah, and the other team that comes to mind was actually two teams. Uh, first is the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Joe Burrow likes to hold on to the football. I know, I've you know, obviously my time at LSU, I spent around him. He, that's he just he's a playmaker, right? That's just what he's gonna do. Obviously, that may come with injuries, right? But it's also gonna come with big plays. It's also gonna come with being an All Pro. It's also also gonna come with deep playoff runs. And so the the thing is this: that if he's gonna hold on to the football, you want to find guys that's gonna be able to pass protect. And right tackle has been an issue for the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, just offensive line generally right has been an issue for the Cincinnati Bengals uh year in and year out honestly since the time that Joe Burrow has been there and I'm gonna just wrap this up real quick um the Dallas Cowboys right America's team that the most high profile team and everybody has an opinion about them right the Dallas Cowboys they need a right tackle and needs a, a, a situation moving forward there but DP let's keep this thing going man listen we have to talk about the guys that made money right we wrapped that up and we're about to transition into what the guys that potentially have lost themselves some money that need to rebound um going into practice two practice three so that way they can elevate their draft stock and put some money back into their pockets Happy Super Bowl Sunday to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. One thing I love uh, about Super Bowl Sunday is the game itself. It's exciting. It's riveting. There's a lot of action, and you get to see big-time players make big-time plays in a big-time game. Guys, you want to talk about super bets? The fact, one of my favorite bets right now is the fact that the San Francisco 49ers are one-and-a-half-point favorites over the reigning defending Super Bowl champions with Patrick Mahomes and those Kansas City Chiefs. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Like we said, guys, money makers and bag fumblers. And Keith, I'm going to take this one on the chin. Uh, a guy that I've talked about on this pod, t- hyped him up on Twitter or on X, Arizona wide receiver Jacob Cowan. And this was a guy coming in, explosive, dynamic, twitched up, good route runner, right? He separates. But it was something that, that I did see on film a little bit, and there was some concentration drops. And that showed up today in practice. He was getting open. He got open. But he had a couple drops. So it was just like, you reel those in, and people are talking about you like, it changes it, it changes it right? Like, you run a, 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 a double move, almost like a post corner, uh, you know, post flag, and you beat the corner, you, you know, wide open. Then the ball was the ball put right there on, on, on target? No, it was a little underthrown. And he, you know, went down to make a, a, a spectacular grab or a grab, on, you know, uh, you know, down to the ground. And he, couldn't reel it in. He ended up rolling over the ball. He never got. He never secured the ball. So, what that play? I think he had like a a, a pass, like maybe a ten yard out or something like that. Ball. He turns to make a a, a catch. Ball goes straight through his hands. He can't. He can't reel it in. I think he. Had, I think I counted like three drops for him. And it's just like, yeah, that's tough. You know what I mean? Because especially you know, Jim was on the show, guys. You listen. You know, you guys listen to that that episode. What did Jim say? Nope. One of his friends in the league who scouted over, who's been scouting over 30 years, compared him to Deshaun Jackson. And it's like, well, you got to catch the football, right? So I think day, day one, he he fumbled it back because he had a chance to come out here. And then especially with the similar size of Tank 
being compared to Tank Dell. And I, I, I wanted to kind of silence that a little bit because Tank moved differently. As a route runner, he's different. Like, everything, right? Hands-wise, all that stuff. So to come in with kind of such a boisterous pre-practice, like, hype and comparison – and then to go out here and, and like not live up to that, it was disappointing. I think he hurt himself. And especially, okay, he, I think he mentioned it like 5'8", five, 5'8", eight, five, eight, 165, right? So you got to come out here and, and ball, man. You got to make them forget about that. Make them forget, hey, man, like, yeah, that Jacob Cowan, dude, he caught everything. He burned guys. That's what you want the narrative to be. It shouldn't be like, man, he's 5'8", 160, and he can't catch. Like, you don't want that. Yeah, nah. 100%. And my my God, I'm going to say, kind of fumbled the bag a little bit. And I think he's a rather intriguing prospect. And that is hybrid tight end slash wide receiver Jaheim Bell. Um, he, he was just a guy, and we talk about it. And I think, listen, we'll, we'll tell you guys this, that those of you who have, haven't watched it, um, you know, on NFL Network or wherever you may see clips, the theme of the day was drop passes for both practices and the guy Jaheen Bell, just a guy that showed that he can get open. Right. But just making the routine catches, man. When we talk about a, 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 a 10 yard, right. In route that, that you have to make that catch. Right. And you're talking about, um, just a five yard out route. You have to make those catches. Um, especially the fact this you're operating in the middle of the field. You're always going to have what most times, right? 90% of the defense is doing what they're supposed to do. You're going to have a defender somewhere in your proximity, you know, and you have to get the job done as far as just simply making the catch. And so I want to see him rebound with that because you're talking about a guy, listen, I think he came in at six, one and three quarters or right at six, two or something like that, 230 pounds. So you're already a hybrid type player and teams are going to wonder if you're a tweener and if you, don't show that you can consistently catch the football. Your draft stock is going to suffer tremendously. You're talking about potentially going from third round to a fifth round because we can't even rely on you to be a pass catcher. We know that we can't ask you to be an inline blocker, right, and blow people up. So now the question is, what is your value and what do you offer us down in and down out? Another guy, Keith, for me, and it was a guy that I was really intrigued with. And and, and I'm, I'm going to say this. You know, I'll, I'll preface it with this. None of the quarterbacks were highly impressive. Right. It, it felt like all of them came out with a point to prove. Right. You got Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Spencer Rattler, you know, Michael Pratt, uh, Carter Bradley, I think from South Alabama. And this guy, Joe Milton. Joe clearly has the best arm out of all the guys that are here. But that doesn't mean anything if you don't know how to control it. And I feel like he was I feel like all of the quarterbacks were just a little tight, like. They, they felt pressure. They were kind of just in their own heads. And I think tomorrow, day two, I'm hoping and, and expecting these guys to play a little more loose, right? But with him, it's just like throwing these 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 rockets, these, these wall beaters. Like he's beating a wall up with the football where he's not layering it. He's not throwing with the touch and, 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 and like the air underneath the ball to allow his playmakers to make plays. If you're running the out route, you don't need to throw it a hundred miles per hour. Like it's like your guy's open. Throw it where he can get two feet in and get those five to six yards. Right. If you throw it early enough with that type of touch and take some of the steam off it, not only can you get your five and six, now you can turn it up the sideline, get your seven, eight, maybe ten, and keep the chains moving. So I think that was a big thing for him. He had a couple inaccurate, like it just inaccurate passes that like at the feet of the receivers when he tried to check, yeah, skip like he was skipping rocks. And I was just like. Come on, Joe. You got to 
pick the ball up. Like, I just feel like, no, don't get me wrong. Yes, he's been an inconsistent guy with those things throughout college, right? But the tools are there. You talked about it. Janagi talked about it. I just think that he was really, really amped up as all the quarterbacks were first day of practice. They wanted to kind of prove, like, you know, I think they all came out there with a chip on their shoulder, but they just, it was just that chip may have been a little bit too heavy. And you want to see them guys kind of chop some of that wood off that chip and just play more loose on, on, on tomorrow. But yeah, I think he, he hurt himself today because he was not consistent. Accuracy was all over the place. And then again, not having, not being a multi-speed pitcher. Like he didn't, ha- he didn't showcase a, a slider, a changeup. He just was like, man, this, this hundred mile power heat seeking this is what you're going to get. Like, and it sounds good, but in reality, it's not the greatest thing because you've got to know how to alter the speed and tempo of your throws. And I, I just didn't like what I saw from him. Yeah, no, uh, and listen, it's going to seem like I'm picking on Florida State, uh, but I wanted to have the inner Seminole fans listening. I, I think Joe would be best team in college football. Let Jordan Travis had been healthy, you would have won the national championship. And I truly believe that. Um, but I will say this, that, Johnny Wilson was another guy. You talk about drops. Uh, ben Sinat, um, Kansas State kind of. I mean, we just going to go ahead and coin the phrase, Kyle's you check 2.0. Um, you know, because his, his issue is this, is that obviously he's not an explosive athlete, right? And he got open. And when you get open, if you're not an explosive athlete, you better value that football. And I need you to come down with the football. But he also had a drop also. So, it, it, like I said, it, it was just a, the, the theme of the day. If I had to, if I had to kind of just sum everything up, right, and we're talking about bag fumblers for this segment, it would just simply hold on to the football, right? Like like all of you guys, man, hold on to the football because having this segment, this is not even a segment that we want to have, right? Talk about guys who lost money. We want everybody to make as much money as they possibly can, but you can't ignore the obvious. And when the ball hits your hand, and, and, and we're not talking about difficult catches, we're talking about hits you square in the hand, you have to come down with it. But these people don't wrap up this bag from the show. I mean, this bag fumble segment, I'm sorry. And listen, like I said, man, go hit the like button, comment, and you talk about, right? What guys have y'all seen on TV? If you have any questions, go ahead and comment on the YouTube channel. And like we said, man make sure y'all subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed to the channel but listen i want to do this man we're about to transition into the last segment we're going to just simply recap day one right like what, what was the biggest takeaways what are we looking for heading into day two of the senior bowl practice coming up next passion drive patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, peak condition from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back, all right? So because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Keep your ride ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Let's close this thing out. And guys, as we always tell you, thank you for making Locked On Info Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. I want to show you guys that love and give you your flowers. But recapping practice, uh, I think it was, you know, it, I think it was tight just all around. It was kind of slow building to get to, you know, especially the first practice took a little minute to get to all the action, like the one-on-ones or O-line, D-line. But I think like major, a major takeaways, don't overreact. 
from day one, right? Like, you know, you got people like, of course, like Xavier Leggett, right? Sakonai said he was 6'3". He, he measured in at 6'1", 223, 225. No reason to be out on him. He, he, he had a few. I think he had like two catches maybe all day, two to three. But if you watch, we were right there on the sideline, Keith. We watched them. A lot of those passes were either underthrown or overthrown. You know, and it's like you can say, well, if he's 6'3", maybe he gets this ball. Not really. The ball is literally too far out in front of him. It doesn't matter. On the sideline, out of bounds. <laughs> you did. You absolutely did. Absolutely came right to you. So, you know, he. I remember he ran a, 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 cur- a hitch and then hinged to the sideline. And he's wide open. But the quarterback threw the ball helmet a higher, and I'm like, why? Now he goes up and makes a, a grab and, and gets two feet in, I, I think. The ref said it was a catch, so I'm gonna side with the, with the zebra on this one with the stripes. But I think that's the main thing, guys. Don't overreact. It's day one of practice. Allow these guys to come back. You know, for anybody, even the back fumbles we talked about, Keith. I want to see Jacob Collins step back up tomorrow and, and, and answer the challenge, right? I want to see a Virginia State corner uh, Willie Drew. You know, what I mean, talk to him tonight. You know, tonight he what did he say? He said, "Man." I got to knock the rust off. It's been two months since I've lined up against a receiver in a competitive setting. So I think that's the major takeaway for me. And my major takeaway, DP, is that I think once we do the practice recap for day two, we're going to have a really good um, understanding of which defensive backs are those guys. Because I think we had a lot of surprising performances, right? Like your guy from Kentucky um, stood out. Obviously, Quinion Mitchell stood out. But there's a lot of good – Jarvis Brownlee had a couple good reps, um, the cornerback from Louisville. So it's, I think it's a lot of under-the-radar names at the defensive back position that is going to come here and they're going to, you know, double down on making plays – into day two and then i think these are guys that are going to kind of push the needle forward right push it forward as far as hey we didn't talk about this guy much but he, he's a top 100 pick right and then you have the same conversation again we didn't talk about this guy but he's gonna potentially be a top 100 pick and speaking of that dp talking about guys that still kind of left right i i I, like I said, I really appreciated Queen Mitchell, but also the other safeties, right? That's in his class. When you talk about like a Josh Proctor and seeing him up close and personal, right? Seeing how big he is. And then your guy that you talked to at the practice, uh, the Oregon State safety, the Katan Oladapo, right? And just impressive builds for safeties overall. No, 100%. You know, and this is a young man that can make a lot of different plays and he can wear a lot of different hats for a defense. And, you know, um, you know, definitely getting into the film to, to, to really see everything because we were kind of all over the field. Like, it's hard not to pay attention to the offense with all these big-name quarterbacks and everything. But, yeah, at the end of the day, guys, like, there's a lot of talent here. Day one was all right. Day one was it was for everyone, I think, for the coaches who were coaching, for the players who were playing, just get the rust off, right? Some Unless you Michael Penix and Rosengarten, like his right tackle or some Michigan player, you didn't play football for a while, right, before this event. So a lot of these guys, a lot of these young men to kind of get their footing day two and day three. Uh, and then let's see what the narratives are. Let Then let's see what the tape tells us, the practice tape and everything. But guys, that's our show, man. You know what I mean? Recapping senior bowl day one, you know what I mean? And, and it was, it was a great day, Keith. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It was definitely a great day. And I just want to end the show with saying, Hey, make sure y'all tap in 
tomorrow, right? So when we're talking about the preview, go, heading into day two, we're going to have some different conversations, right? Talk about these quarterbacks. What do we want to see? What do we expect to see? And just a couple guys that we weren't able to cover in this show, we're going to talk about heading into tomorrow's practice. So make sure that y'all tune in into tomorrow's practice. But man, listen, that wraps up today's show. And I want to say shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in to us each and every single day. Your guys over here, the dynamic duo with the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, man. Like I said, if you haven't hit the like button, like button. If you haven't commented, commented. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Listen, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code. This my guy, man. The guy I do a show with every single day, man. It's my guy, Damian Parsons. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And if there's any better time to follow us, it's because we're on the sideline giving you exclusive content, exclusive looks at the Reese's Senior Bowl practice, man. So make sure y'all follow us. Listen, guys, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On Info Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everyday. And like he said, tomorrow we have more recaps. All right. We're going to tell you what players have the most to most to gain and the most to lose in day two of Senior Bowl practice. So stay tuned. Tap in with us again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.